Okay, the big news of the day, a death blow, a crushing blow, a death blow to President Biden from Joe Manchin. I don't know why Biden or any Democrat is surprised. Manchin's been telling us for months that he is not going to support the Build Back Better deal unless they bring it down by trillions of dollars. They've ignored him, and now this is what they get. I mean, this is a death blow. Uh, we will get to all the details coming up. You you cannot make this stuff up. Huge retail chain stores have written a letter to Congress. Some of the biggest retail stores, chain stores, Target, Home Depot, have written to Congress begging for help, for, for help to prevent smash-and-grab robberies. I mean, this is rampant around the country, smash-and-grab robberies. These same retailers, these woke retailers who are now begging Congress to help solve these shoplifting problems and smash and grabs, they were the ones who supported BLM. They were the ones who supported defunding the police. And now they're saying they, they were the they caused this. They created this. They gave their support. They gave major, huge donations to BLM groups and to defund the police movements. And that has led to crime being rampant around the countries. Now these retail giants. I mean, they're in big trouble. I mean, they, they are getting millions of dollars, no exaggeration, millions of dollars around the country stolen from their stores. And they're saying, please, Congress, please help us. This was on Fox News you, when when they were the ones who created this monster. So there there are these gangs of thugs literally stealing, I mean, millions of dollars in merchandise, smash and grabs. They organize it. It's just an unbelievable thing. Uh, and these liberal mayors and prosecutors, of course, refuse to do anything, refuse to crack down. So these chain stores are now going out of business, being forced to close down in some of these big st- cities. And they wrote a letter to Congress asking for help. So some of the, 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 the stores that signed on the letters, the CEOs, are the heads of Target, Nordstrom, Levi Strauss, Home Depot, many more. But it turns out that they made large donations to groups that supported defund the police or they expressed their support for the donations. Here are some examples. Nordstrom. Uh, has seen some of the largest smash-and-grab robberies in the country. CEO Eric B. Nordstrom signed the letter to Congress, but he expressed his support earlier this year for BLM. Target Target actually gave $20 million, $10 million, I should say, in the year 2020. Last year, Target announced a $10 million investment to support longstanding partners such as the National Urban League to advance social justice. We know what social justice means. So Target, $10 million investment to advance social justice. The CEO of Target, Brian Cornell, signed the letter to Congress. Levi Strauss, uh, following the death of George Floyd, they made a $100,000 donation to the ACLU to help with criminal justice reform and racial justice. So they were supporting the defund the police movement. The CEO of Levi Strauss signed the letter to Congress. You can't make this stuff up. Home Depot uh, pledged a million dollars to Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights Under Law, which took issues with bail laws. So basically Home Depot gave a million dollars to the people behind bail reform or to one of the legal groups literally supporting bail reform, which is one of the big issues, as we've laid out here many times, leading to this rampant crime surge around the country in these big cities. The CEO of Home Depot signed the letter to Congress. All right, Elon Omar, thank you. Elon Omar's latest contribution is an Islamophobia monitor. The House has passed a bill that's going to create a monitor for Islamophobia. Now, why did this come about? So now we have a monitor for Islamophobia because that's the big threat in the country right now is Islamophobia. I mean, it's like 28th on the list of all the issues right now that are destroying this country. 
And why did this come about? Because Lauren Boebert, because a Republican congresswoman, Lauren Boebert, made a joke about Elon Omar implying that she that, that, that she's a terrorist. And by the way, Elon Omar has expressed support for terror. And Elon Omar actually requested a judge to go lenient on a member of ISIS, a member of ISIS who was in the United States, who was, I believe, in Minnesota, in Elon Omar's home state. I mean, so she and, – and we know some people did something talking about 9-11. We know the whole history here with Elon Omar. So Lauren Boebert made a joke implying that, like Elon Omar, she had an AppSec that she'd blow up an elevator or Congress, whatever the joke was. And uh, Lauren Boebert, of course, apologized for that joke because it's an Islamophobic joke. Lauren Boebert actually called Elon Omar – to apologize on the phone, to actually extend her apologies in a personal phone conversation, Elon Omar hung up on her. Lauren Boebert basically said to Elon Omar, hey, maybe you want to apologize for your anti-Semitism. And uh, what did Omar do? Omar certainly is not apologizing for anti-Semitism. In fact, she hung up. She hung up on Boebert. But now, what's the end result? Of course, the, 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 as usual, the, the Democrats and the left, they're, they're pandering to Elon Omar and the squad, the socialists, because they're terrified of, of Elon Omar and the squad, and uh, they are now creating a monitor for Islamophobia. Jen Psaki was asked, I mean, this is hilarious, Jen Psaki was asked about the soaring meat prices. What's, what, what, why, are, why are the price of meat surging out of control, along with many other products, by the way? And, of course, we all know the answer. But Jen Psaki blamed it on greedy meat conglomerates, greedy, greedy meat conglomerates. So it's the meat companies. The meat companies are greedy. So Lauren Boebert, the aforementioned Republican Lauren Boebert, she, in a tweet, she responded to, to Jen Psaki and she said, well, they, why did they suddenly get greedy when Biden took over? Can you explain that one? They're running out of excuses. That's Lauren Boebert. Is, Wait a second. Suddenly the meat for, under Trump, meat prices were reasonable. Meat, meat was affordable, along with many, many other products out there. Uh, what, ha- what the meat companies? They weren't greedy under Trump. They suddenly became greedy under Biden. That now that's a little bit strange. That's a little bit bizarre. Elizabeth Warren has said that the surge in carb. I mean, come on, meat, greedy meat companies. This is the best they can do. Who only got greedy now that Biden is president? But nothing to do with inflation because inflation it's just tra- it's transient. In- inflation is just temporary. It's just temporary. It's only going to last 10 or 20 or 30 years. Actually, it's only going to last until a Republican takes over. But Elizabeth Warren says the surge in car prices is due to corporate greed. She basically blamed the semiconductor manufacturers for driving up car prices. And again, same question. Why did these companies only become greedy now? I mean, and what happened to supply and demand? You know, there is a reason. Why Why doesn't every greedy company just jack up the price on everything and we'll just have to pay exorbitant prices for everything? The answer is... The, the economy does balance itself out. There is a concept of supply and demand, but suddenly it only happened now that there's a massive supply chain bottleneck, which is preventing the delivery of semiconductors. But that's just coincidence. It's really corporate greed and the greed of these semiconductor companies. By the way, really interesting back and forth between Elon War uh, between Elizabeth Warren and Elon Musk. <coughs> Excuse me. Essentially, Warren attacked Musk. And um, Elon Musk is fighting back because, he, he, you know, uh, this Elon Musk, who's done more, by the way, to combat climate change, more for the environment than like any liberal, you know, with, with Tesla, with the electric cars, not to mention everything he's done with SpaceX. But he's a target that the liberals, they love to target Elon Musk because he's a billionaire. So that makes him evil. So um, he, he he was uh, Time's Person of the Year. Elon Musk is named Time Magazine's Person of the Year. And Elizabeth Warren 
she attacked Elon Musk, seemingly unprovoked, and said, let's change the rigged tax code so the person of the year will actually pay taxes and stop freeloading off of everyone else. Well, Musk responded with some very strong, very powerful tweets, and Musk is spot on. He says, he, he said, stop projecting. When he's talking about Elizabeth Warren, he said, Elizabeth Warren is a fraud. Her lies about her being Native American disqualify her from the presidency and the Senate. He said, you remind me when I was a kid and my friend's angry mom would just randomly yell at everyone for no reason. And uh, then he said, if you open your eyes for two seconds, you would realize I will pay more taxes than any American in history this year. Don't, you know, don't spend it all at once. Oh, wait, you already did. You, you did already. Elon Musk says to Elon Warren, I'm going to give you so much money in taxes. You won't know what hit you, but don't spend it all at once. Oh, wait, you already spent it all. But uh, unbelievable how disingenuous this is. Elizabeth Warren attacking Musk and saying he'll actually pay taxes. And Musk is saying, I'll pay taxes. I'm literally going to pay. I mean, this man is a, is a, is a multi, multi-billionaire, wealthiest man uh, in, on the planet. And he says, I'm going to pay more in taxes than any American in history, any American in history. And it's still not enough for Elizabeth Warren. And they're spending trillions and trillions of dollars that are given to them by, by billionaires like Elon Musk, the people that they despise and other billionaires as well. And uh, and what do they do? They attack these billionaires and say, you're not paying us enough. Please pay us more in taxes. I mean, he's actually going to pay 11 – Elon Musk said in a tweet – this is breaking. I just saw this – that they're actually going – he's going to pay $11 billion in taxes, $11 billion in taxes. So Elon – so Elizabeth Warren, not satisfied, then she spent thousands of dollars – taking out six Facebook ads attacking Musk. And all six ads feature a graphic with a black and white picture of Musk calling him a freeloading billionaire, claiming that he avoids taxes and that he made over $200 billion in the pandemic. And, of course, Elizabeth Warren calls for a wealth tax. But that's evil. That is, why is Elon Musk evil? Because he made over $200 billion in the pandemic. By the way, Pfizer made billions in the pandemic. Democrats are not attacking Pfizer. Moderna, their best friends. Big Pharma. But uh, they're upset about Elon Musk making billions of dollars in the pandemic. And by the way, he's paying more in taxes than any single American in in history, literally in American history. And by the way, Elon Musk responded to the attack ads on Twitter, said, quote, this is such a deeply messed up lie to the American people. She is the one freeloading off taxpayers while I'm paying the largest amount of tax of any individual in history. Is Warren someone we really want as U.S. Senator? And that is the point right there, folks. That is the point. Elon Musk that's exactly spot on. He says she's accusing him of being a freeloader. He's the man who worked hard. He's the man who's an entrepreneur who built companies and uh, didn't get any help from anybody, didn't get any free lunches or free handouts from anybody. And then she calls him a freeloader as though he's doing something wrong because he's not paying enough billions because $11 billion in taxes are not enough for her taste. And he's the freeloader, and it's so messed up and it's so twisted because she's the one freeloading. Democrats, Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, they're living – their entire lives have been living off the government even when Warren was a professor. Where do you think college tuition comes from? Where do you think college uh, 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 salaries for professors come from? One, one way or the other, it comes from the government. We know that. All right, so let's get to Joe Manchin here. He's not going to vote for the bankrupt the kids bill, as I call it, Build Back Better. And he says it's a mammoth piece of legislation that he cannot support. By the way, we're in big trouble because Joe Manchin, they keep saying he's the conservative. He's a right wing Democrat. Don't believe it. Look at his record. He voted against Trump virtually every time. He voted for Obama's uh, legislation virtually every time. Manchin is a liberal. He's a liberal. Yes, he's not as socialist as as, as the radicals, as Bernie Sanders and, and, and Ocasio. But Joe Manchin is a big time liberal. And yet he somehow is the voice of reason in the Democrat Party. That is very frightening. So this is all that Biden had left. You have COVID 
totally out of control. The border's out of control. Afghanistan is still a disaster. Iran, Iran is as close to a nuclear bomb as they've ever been. They're just making fun of Biden, toying with Biden. They don't want to make any kind of deal. Inflation, as we said, is out of control. The infrastructure bill, that's all that Biden did. But that was a joke. So Biden had nothing. I mean, his legacy is already so pathetic, so abysmal. So they were desperately hoping for the Build Back Better bill. But here's the thing. Manchin for months has said, I'm not going past $1.5 trillion. And they kept like saying, you know, well, maybe they kept hoping somehow they'd pressure Manchin. And Manchin kept saying he took, he put out an op-end in the Wall Street Journal saying, I'm not going to do it, folks. I'm not going to vote for a Biden Build Back Better bill that cost more than $1.5 trillion. So then it was $5 trillion. Then it was $3.5 trillion. And they kept they literally kept restructuring it, acting as though like, all right, you know, hopefully Manchin will come around. Hopefully Manchin will come around. He told you he wouldn't come around. And now he's not coming around. And you, they, like they, they did nothing. The Biden people did nothing whatsoever to try to, you know, compromise or cooperate with Manchin or try to work out some kind of deal with Manchin. And they, and they tried to then restructure the bill and they tried to like fake everybody out and make it seem like it's going to cost a lot less because the the provisions expire after a year or after two years. But here's what Manchin's saying to himself. <coughs> Excuse me. Manchin's saying to himself, this man is the most unpopular president like in human history. I mean, like Biden, his, his, his approval numbers are in the tank. So like if I don't have an allegiance to Biden, are voters really going to punish me? Probably not. But if I spend trillions of dollars and this president is so incredibly unpopular and he's in West Virginia, which is a relatively conservative state. So Manchin's like, you know, it would basically be political suicide for him to support this. Like the only reason you're going to get behind Biden, if you're Joe Manchin, is if like Biden is so incredibly popular. That's what happened with Trump, by the way. Manchin a few times supported Trump because Trump was so popular in West Virginia. But like Biden... Forget West Virginia, New York, California. Biden is incredibly unpopular. I mean, he is the worst president. This is the worst first year of a president in human history. So Manchin's thinking to himself, so I'm going to go out on a limb and support this man who everybody basically despises, including Democrat voters. By the way, the CBO says that uh, it's actually going to cost trillions more than Biden is claiming. The Build Back Better bill, Biden kept saying it's zero. Remember, zero cost. Zero cost the bill is paid for. Well, that's a lie. The CBO is nonpartisan. The CBO says that assuming that the programs are made permanent, which they will be made permanent, they always are, it's going to cost $4.9 trillion. So, so so much for Biden's zero cost, and it's going to add $3 trillion to the budget deficit. President Biden was asked the other day um, if he's culpable in all the deaths so many Americans do to the coronavirus, and he just laughed and walked away. Literally in the video, Biden laughs and walks away. A reporter asked Biden, quote, President Biden, on the 800,000 coronavirus deaths, do you have a statement about your responsibility? Why have you not asked China to do more to be transparent on the origins? <clears throat> Great questions. And Biden laughed and walked away. Keep in mind, And Biden, he gets a pass. Keep in mind, last October, um, here's what Biden said in October 2020. He said 200,000 plus Americans have died. 50,000 people a day are getting the virus. 1,000 thereabouts are dying. The president should take responsibility, talking about... Trump, and while more Americans now have died under Biden than have di- than died under Trump, Biden has a vaccine. Trump did not have a vaccine, but somehow Biden, he gets no culpability, no blame, but Trump got all the blame. And by the way, Trump is the one who gave us the vaccine. And look, I, I don't want to politicize COVID, and even though everyone in the world politicizes COVID, which is tragic, any one death 
is one life is precious. Any one death is too many deaths. Every life is precious. I could, I could go on and on about this, and we have to recognize that. And I don't want to minimize or diminish what it means, the loss of a human life. But, like, they attacked Trump ad nauseum over COVID, and Biden, with the vaccine, is actually performing worse on COVID than Trump. And, by the way, it's it, the government can't control COVID. This is beyond the, what the government is capable of doing. The government can't can't tie its own shoes. I mean, the government is, 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 is the most incompetent. Uh, institution around but like the government's not not the not the solution the government's the problem as reagan said but like they were the ones who kept telling us it's trump it's trump it's trump's fault yet yet biden and fauci are totally culpable in just so so many so many sicknesses and death and they get a total pass another court has struck down joe biden's executive order rescinding remain in mexico the Biden administration, we know this, they tried to rescind Remain in Mexico, which is inexplicable. It's inexcusable. I mean, it's the greatest program ever because it forces asylum seekers to stay in Mexico instead of being released into the United States. You can't have a better program, but Biden didn't like it. Biden caused major problems at the border. Why? Because you need to reverse it. Why? It's a great policy. It's Trump's policy. It's Trump's border policy, we need, to, we need to reverse it. So Biden rescinded it. The court struck that down, forced him to reinstitute it, said you don't have a good reason. It's a good, it's a good program, good policy. And now Biden once again reissued a memo terminating. It's called MPP, but it's remained in Mexico. But the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals was not convinced by the new memo. And they said um, DHS Homeland Security claims the power to implement a massive policy reversal affecting billions of dollars and countless people simply by typing out a new Word document and posting it on the Internet. No input from Congress, no ordinary rulemaking procedure, and no judicial review. DHS has come nowhere close to soldiering its heavy burden to show that it can make law in a vacuum. End quote. So there is the ruling, uh, that's at least a quote from the ruling, striking down Biden's executive order trying to rescind uh, Remain in Mexico. So Remain in Mexico is going to remain intact right now. Uh, Nicholas Sandman, remember the the Covington High School student, part of a group of Covington High School students um, who sued NBC, sued the New York Times, CNN, a bunch of mainstream media outlets because they defamed him, they slandered him. Well, he's reached another settlement. Remember, they already settled a couple of the lawsuits, which were the Washington Post, I believe, and CNN. Well, now they've reached a settlement with NBC. So we don't know the, the terms of the settlement agreement, but it was a $275 million lawsuit. So Nick Sandman is certainly getting well compensated for all the abuse that he took. And literally the mainstream media, they abused him um, they, and, and his fellow high school students. They were Trump supporters. They were literally 15 years old at the time, I believe, 15 or 16. They were in high school. They did nothing wrong. And yet the mainstream media, they, they had no evidence, they had no basis, but they just ran with this false fake news narrative that somehow these guys were attacking minorities. These these, these kids who, who were Trump supporters were attacking a Native American and attacking black people um, unprovoked. And it turned out the exact opposite. It was the exact opposite. Remember, they were wearing MAGA hats. They were in Washington, D.C. There was a confrontation on video with a Native American, and the media slammed them, defamed them, abused them, humiliated them. And fake news, it was made up. The story was made up. Then other, and they just went at them for days and days, the media, unrelenting. These kids, these innocent kids, well, video later surfaced that proved the kids were the ones who were attacked. The kids were the ones that, who were taunted, and, and, and the kids were literally verbally assaulted by the minorities. The, the kids stood there calmly, did not respond, did not say a word to their credit. They were high school kids. And nobody would have even blamed them if they had responded because they were the ones who were under attack. <clears throat> and yet the media literally spread 
lies, slander, tortured these children, tormented these, these innocent high school kids. Why? Because they were wearing MAGA hats, because they were supporters of Trump. So Nick Sandman deserves every penny. I hope he gets millions. I'd love him to put these mainstream media outlets out of business. The number of illegals crossing the border continues to, to surge out of control. Um, last month, 173,000 illegals attempted to sneak into the country between ports of entry or they were denied admission at inspection booths. 173,000 is extremely high, as you can imagine. But just by comparison, in November 2019, there were 42,000 illegals intercepted in November 2019. In November of this year, it's 173,000. November of 2019, because 2020 also was far less than this year. But 2020, you'll tell me COVID. But 2019, that was pre-COVID, 42,000. And now, thanks to Biden, it's 173,000. In the past year, nearly 2 million people have been encountered, this is a Washington Examiner, by federal law enforcement officials while attempting to enter the U.S. illegally. So basically nearly 2 million people have been discovered trying to enter the country illegally. Many sneak in and are not discovered, but that's the number that's discovered. 2 million. 2 million. Now, illegal uh, illegal immigration to the U.S. is now taking place at a faster rate in the first 10 months of, of Biden's tenure than during any time in Border Patrol's 97-year history. Okay, so... Literally, thanks to Biden, illegal immigration to the U.S. is happening at a faster rate in the last 10 months, which is the first 10 months of the Biden administration, than in any time in Border Patrol's 97-year history, because that's when they started keeping these records. Just astonishing stuff there. That's going to do it for today, and we will see you next time.